Hey Pip, have you seen this? What? Hey Amanda, have you heard that? What? Hey, have you been there, Jacinta? You're listening to the live podcast from Shire Pod, and we are keeping you connected to the Sutherland Shire community with this roaming podcast coming from a cafe near you. This episode is brought to you by the Local Business Awards and is a mid COVID 19 community initiative with Shire Pod, the station creating sound waves in the Shire. Hey, hey I am Pip Bray, and I'm your host. And I'm your host, Amanda. We're broadcasting live today from Knuckleheads in Kiriwee. Now, I I want you to tell me where that is because it's a hidden gem. Okay, so it's in Kiriwee and um, yeah, you go down Waratah Street and it's down a little bit of an alleyway down the back. But, um, yeah, looks looks really fantastic inside, some really yummy food. So yeah, pretty cool. Wall. Definitely is. And good coffee. Yeah, but that's always the way, right? Today we are being joined by Knuckleheads uh, owner Gracie Young, who has also nominated Kingsway Care as our charity connection. So we've also invited Brooke Stewart, uh, who is the general manager, to come down and speak to us. Well, our theme today is busyness, convenience, slowing down and strategies and tools that make us more efficient in our day-to-day. Now, in keeping that with, with that, we're also speaking with Sammy from Stillness, with Sammy, uh, who is a local meditation specialist. Good morning, Sammy. Morning. So we'll be hearing her story from corporate life to life-changing choices that brings balance to her busy life. Now, I also spoke with Stacey Tryon from Aging Well Sorted earlier this week about the need for our older generation to stay busy and active in their mind and body, and we'll play that interview a little bit later. So from doing this podcast series, we are continually finding the connections within the Sutherland Shire community, and every day there is no more than a degree of separation, which really demonstrates just how tight this community is and how supporting your local business is supporting the families and those families who are supported by the charities. We'll explain this a bit more later. Yeah. First. <laughs> now, our supporter is the Local Business Awards who acknowledge outstanding local businesses and their people who go above and beyond, providing an exceptional customer service experience. During the past 30 years, the Local Business Awards trophy has become a powerful symbol that local businesses aspire to. And this morning, Chris is listening. So good morning, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> So um, while voting has actually closed, you can find out more about the finalists at thebusinessawards.com.au. Yeah, and we're going to be going through a big list of those because there's lots of them in Kirawee this week. Plus Shire Pod, which is pretty cool. We are very excited. <laughs> uh, we're going to be telling you about those businesses who have made it through to the prestigious awards, which we held later on in the year. So good morning, Sutherland Shire, and welcome to the Being There podcast. We are the digital platform hosting locally produced podcasts here on Podbean. And if you have just joined us live, uh, we are at Knuckleheads in Kirawe and you can send us a message through the Podbean app. And tell us where you're listening from and ask questions of our guests or send us a shout out. Now we want to say good morning to Stacey Stash, she's online, Steph, Mel and Elise. Thank you for joining us. Send us through any questions or messages and if you want to send out a business shout out, you can do that as well. So as we said, today's episode is dedicated to our busy mums and dads, the business owners and our ageing population who are transitioning through life stages that bring their different kinds of stresses. But first, we want to tell you some good news. Ah, we tell you about Kiroi first because I think that that might have been a script error. Wait. (laughs) 
We're here in Kirui, and this is actually my home suburb. I live just down the road. It's nestled between Squills Creek, I think it's called, Oyster Gully and the Royal National Park. It sits between Sutherland and Janali and Gaimir for those outside the Shire, and it's split by the Princess Highway with our main street along Oak Road. Now, those who have been here for a while uh, know that before the South Village, we had a vacant land known as the Brick Pits. And more recently, the industrial area along Waratah Street has become a thriving little oasis thanks to Bunnings, Mazda Motors and the Prince Hotel. We are on the lands of the Darawal people and we pay our respects. It makes up the postcode 2232. And we are 25.2 kilometres from the city. And 9,278 people in the area as of 2016. Now, as we get a little bit closer to the end of the month, we are still raising awareness for Plastic Free July and have some handy ideas later on in the show. So let's take a look at the top local news events. So the first one up is on community. So uh, this year is International Year of the Nurse and Midwife. I love that. My mum is actually a, a nurse and a midwife, so I've got a story about that. But especially during this particular time, we've had many carers putting themselves at risk every day, a lot more than usual, from aged carers to doctors, hospital staff and frontliners. But we want to send a special thank you out to our nurses and midwives and tell you about the Healing Heart Award. So New South Wales Health are waiting for your nominations on the nurse or midwife that has provided exceptional care. The awards recognise a nurse who has gone above and beyond providing the levels of compassion and service for patients and their families in communicating during times of injury, illness and health issues. So nurses really would have to be one of the most patient occupations that we know of. So nominations close on the 27th of July and you can nominate our nurse or midwife by heading to health.newsouthwales.gov.au forward slash nursing forward slash ENMA. And uh, there are several awards, including Nurse of the Year, Midwife of the Year, Aboriginal Nurse or Midwife of the Year and the Judith Meppen Leadership Award. Now, on this, on this podcast, we do like to find the connections and share them out in the Sutherland Shire. And I can tell you that not only was I born at Sutherland Hospital, but my mum worked there during the 60s and 70s. And my dad was a cop here. So I'm pretty sure that that's where they met in the emergency room uh, when he was visiting one of his clients. Um, I've also broken my foot outside of Sutherland Hospital on the very day that my sister was there vomit with a vomiting bug. And I can tell you all the nurses had a little bit of a chuckle when my mum walked through the emergency uh, to see both her daughters in the bays waiting for treatment. Uh, despite not having worked there for decades, of course, she ran into somebody that she used to work with. So what are the chances of that in the Shire? Uh, yeah, pretty high, I think, <laughs> based on what we're discovering. <laughs> Okay, cool. So good morning, Kay. Thanks for joining us and uh, listening live. Hi, Kay. <laughs> so, oh, is uh, that a connection? That, did I just hear, you know, that connection? Kay, okay. Oh, okay. Kay. Oh, 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 there you go. Agreed. <laughs> so um, now last weekend, the Camellia Gardens turned 50 and we're very excited to announce that we will be hosting this podcast from the Tea House on the 4th of September. Yeah, it opened back in 1970 and has grown enormously with the largest collection of camellias in Australia with over 400 species. And many of them were donated by garden lovers. It really is a great place to unwind and a little hidden gem with acres of beautifully maintained grounds and native trees. 
a lush waterfall and a large open space, perfect for family gatherings. I really do remember, you know, celebrating things, you know, as a child. Mm. Really great. Mm. Welcome, Julie. Thank you for joining us. Now, what's up with the weather this weekend? So right now it's 11 degrees, but it did get down to four degrees overnight. Um, the top temp of 18 with 20% chance of rain. Yeah. Now for Saturday sport, we're expecting cloudy with a top of 18, but late showers in the afternoon. And the temp in the ocean is still a chilly 16. And on Sunday, it's going to get down to three degrees, but it will reach 15 and rain all afternoon. Uh, welcome, Jessica. Thank you for dropping in live this morning. Uh, is, that our, is that our Jess from Socially Squared? Yeah. Tell me, what's Dylan been up to this week with our sports reporting? Because she has gained some traction, that girl. She has. She's been out and about and absolutely enjoying her role at Shire Pod. So it's probably best brought to you by our sports reporter, Dylan. Um, so here we go. Hi, Steve, and thanks for joining ShirePod on the Being There podcast today. You're most welcome. So you are the owner of Match Point. Here we tell us about your business. How long have you been a tennis coach and why do you love it? Well, there's some good questions. Um, and you're going to ask me for my age now. <laughs> I've been, I've been coaching tennis for 35 years this year and I've, uh, I've been the owner of Matchpoint for just over 20 years. And I think, um, why do I love coaching tennis? I think I, I love watching people improve. I love watching people happy and uh, enjoying themselves outdoors especially. Um, like when I've seen you guys down here um, hitting, the, hitting the balls, I love seeing people having a good time. You do coaching camps, which are awesome. And camps tell us how kids can get involved. We do a lot of school holiday programs. I think you guys have been down to a couple of our camps. Um, we do the camps every holiday. So we've just finished uh, a big school holiday program. with, uh, and We had 25 kids down here each day. Um, so if anyone wants to get involved in our tennis um, school holiday programs and our tennis camps, they can give us a call at Matchpoint Tennis anytime. Hopefully we'll get all you guys back down here again. So I love tennis and it's so good for your health. Can you tell us about some other benefits? There's lots of benefits to tennis, isn't there? It's not just about movement. Um, obviously, when we move around the court, we involve all our muscle groups but it also works our cardiovascular system. Do you know what that is? No. That's our lungs and our breathing. So we've got lots of advantages. We're outdoors and it works all our muscle groups and our lungs and our breathing as well. So that's a lot of health benefits from the one sport. Sounds great. I want to go to the Australian Open. Have you been to any of the Grand Slams? I like to visit the Australian Open every year. Um, there's something down there called the International Coaches Conference. And it's a conference for, for coaches like myself. Uh, we all get together at the Australian Open. We have lots of different presenters. And just make sure that coaches like me um, are on top of things. And we're, uh, we're making sure that we're keeping up to date with all the, all the current coaching techniques. So I do visit the Australian Open every year. I haven't had the opportunity to go to the other Grand Slams yet, uh, Wimbledon, the US Open or the French Open, but I do hope to one day. 
how were you affected by COVID? And did you change any in your business model to get through? We did have to change a few things. Obviously, COVID affected um, most of the community. Uh, we found that we, we lost a lot of our permanent clients, like such as our, the high schools and primary schools. Um, our competitions all came to an end. So we did struggle a bit. Um, and as we came through that first wave of COVID, we did have to make some changes. We had to make sure we had only a maximum of four players on a court. and uh, We had to provide hand washing and sanitizing um, areas. And of course, we had to keep everything a lot cleaner, including the nets and the rackets, the balls, um, and even our, our playground equipment. That was a big change, but um, hopefully things are starting to improve. Wow, that all sounds great. Hopefully we can all be safe and look out for each other so we don't have another lockdown. I couldn't agree more. Hopefully um, yeah, we can get through this one. And as you say, we won't go through another lockdown because it was a bit inconvenient, wasn't it? So what's one tip you can give me to improve my serve coach steve okay do you remember what the most important part of our serve is no okay it's our ball toss so i recommend anybody who's having trouble with their serve and they're not very consistent with their serve to go back to the basics and really take their time throwing the ball up we need to do it slowly and gently once we can learn to get our ball toss in the right spot the rest of our serve can can follow and, and fall into place Cool. I will give that a go. Thanks for talking to us today, Steve. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm Dylan Hamer, your Shirepod Junior Sports reporter. Have a fab Friday and good luck with your weekend sport. And that is Dylan. She is, can you believe she is seven years old and uh, she speaks like a pro. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> no worries. And thanks to Steve for um, yeah, letting her interview him. And he did share some, um, I guess, more insights with me on COVID and how it did affect his business. Yeah. So, Do you want to tell me about that? Because that was quite an interesting conversation you had with him. Well, a, a lot of his clients are actually schools um, and that kind of thing. So on whatever date it was, like in March, when everything just kind of went stop, they all called him and said, no school sport. And that's like one day, half of your business is gone and there's no guarantee when that's coming back. So it was pretty scary and pretty tough to get through because then it followed by competitions not being on and then you couldn't have camps and things. So it's just hearing those business stories where like your business just stops and, you know, he's got coaching staff and family and all that, that kind of thing. So I guess the more that we can get out and support these businesses again, um, yeah. Yeah, because they're really taking it on. Now, if you would like to nominate someone uh, for our sports person of the week so Dylan can interview them or we can just mention your name, club and sports, you just send uh, your nomination into hello at sutherlandshirepodcaststation.com.au and we'll read it out and you'll receive one of our promo packs. Yes, and we would like to acknowledge that there's a lot of sporting options in the Kirawee area with Shire Gymnastics, Eddinghausen's Drama and Martial Arts, and of course, Match Point Tennis Club. Yeah, and we also want to acknowledge Southern Swim School, Shane Perry Dance, Little Finns Swim School, Plus Fitness at South Village and Climb Fit, who are all finalists in the Local Business Awards. We also have Kirawee um, Kangaroo Football Club, the Running Club, Kirawee um, Bowling Club. Uh, home of our local lawn bowls champion, Katrina Wright, and local real estate 
a property agent in Kirawee who is also nominated as a finalist in the Business Awards. Yeah, and I wanted to make a special mention this week to Kirawee High School for their netball team for qualifying for the state championship in the Sydney East Final Eight. Their school captain as well as the team captain was uh, Kiralee Smith. And the Kirawee High School um, Baggy Blues also took out the 2020 New South Wales CHS Joint State Championship earlier in the year under the leadership of their coach, Mr Mark Mitchell. Yeah, it's a pretty active suburb here and um, we've got some great champions. Uh, Now, we also want to send out a special cheerio to Paula. She is tuning in live all the way from Brazil, from what we know. So welcome, Paula. We're uh, coming to you live from uh, the Knuckleheads Cafe and and um, it's it's owned by Gracie Young. So, um, but before that we just go there, we just want to tell you quickly about what's happening uh, at the, the Prince Hotel. Yeah, yeah. So if you're making plans for the weekend in Kirawee, um, remembering that there is the restrictions in place um, that come back into force today, there's some really great um, business still open. So Prince Hotel, they've got... A few things on um, trivia on Tuesdays and meat raffles, um, so it's a great place to go and visit if you're out and about. Yeah. Now, Gracie, welcome this morning. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> um, tell us what happened here. You've got you've got a catering company, you've got another restaurant, and this is Knuckleheads. So tell us about what's going on for you at the moment. It's very busy. Oh, very busy. Yeah. So as soon as a global pandemic hit, I thought, why? Let's start another business. Why not? Um, so here we are. So as a kid, I played restaurant and cafe uh, since I was two, I reckon, and just always wanted to open a cafe. Hadn't really got around to it yet. And opportunity presented itself. Um, and so I took it, um, opened up Knuckleheads in about three weeks of finding the space. And um, here we are. And what is the space exactly? Like what, because it's quite original and unique. It is original. Um, Grunge could be one of the words. So we're kind of set in the middle of the garage here. Um, So out the back, we've got Steve's Custom Cycles um, and he refurbs uh, choppers and vintage Harleys. Um, And then we are sitting inside the showroom of Billy Sixers um, and they uh, create um, vintage motorcycle apparel t-shirts, really cool uh, Australian-made stuff is really cool. And then in the front, we've got a tiny little hole in the wall selling coffee and toasties um, and classic Aussie sweets, just revamped and hopefully made them a bit better. Yeah, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what they are? So we've tried to overtake Arnott's. We're not quite there yet, but we've got a, a nice Vovo, um, a honey jumble. We, I grew up eating lots of classic sweets. Like we didn't really have anything shop bought as kids. Um I thought it was not cool as a kid, but suddenly it's cool to eat home-baked goods again. So we kind of just turn it into a business now. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got a classic um, uh, what have over, licorice all sorts slice and a few other things coming out as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Now, who was your roaster? Uh, we used Little Marionette. Uh, they're roasted in Roselle, um, Australian-based company again, um, really good reputation. The coffee is bloody amazing. It was pretty good this morning. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's good. You're now you're very heavily connected to Kingsway Care. Yep. So tell us what you did during COVID. So at the start of COVID, I just thought so many people are without things. Um, and we lost pretty much 40 grand of work within three days as soon as COVID hit. That was the rest of our catering for the year. So um, had a little cry, had a meltdown and then was like, all right, let's turn this into something positive. Um, didn't have any money coming in. And I just thought, well, I've got nothing um, at the moment, there's people who are much worse off. So whatever I have got here in the kitchen, let's turn it into something and give it away to help people. 
Um, and I think the more you give away, the more comes back to you. And it did like quite rapidly. As soon as we started giving away, just really meals that cost us hardly anything. People in the community in the Shire, which is just the most amazing place to live. Random strangers coming into my kitchen saying, hey, here's $1,000, put it towards um, meals for the homeless and people who have been stood down and lost their job. Oh, you're and giving me goosebumps. It was, it, yeah, it was, I just, every day I was just humbled just by the community here and what we were able to give away. So during March, we gave away nearly 2,300 meals for free to anyone who'd been stood down or lost their job or um, was sick or in quarantine. And it was just, it was hard emotionally and <laughs> physically and mentally, but the most rewarding thing I think I've ever done and has completely transformed our business and just our reach of people that it has helped grow the business now from people noticing what we've done. And um, I guess it, it wasn't about that, but it, it also has helped keep us alive. Um, and I think that's why I, I'm here now with another business <laughs> when most other businesses in my industry are going out of business and have closed down. Yeah, we've been really lucky. So the goal is to keep giving as much as we've physically and financially can afford to um, and then keep growing my little empire here. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a very generous spirit because I think a lot of people were doing it tough, um, especially in the lockdown when they couldn't actually get to those shops. So how did you facilitate all that? Like how did they find out on, and what, um, what did they have to do? Well, social media, we just we put it out there. We got a little shout out on Fitzy and Whipper, which definitely helped. Um, we had a free like Listening. I hope so. Um, like 11 <laughs> seconds. We're plugging them on, on our show. Yeah, 11 <laughs> seconds, I think, on the radio and um, I cracked a funny and, yeah, it, w- it was good. Um, so that kind of helped a little bit. Um, Kingsway Care, they were on board with us. So my commercial kitchen for catering is located inside the head office facility for Kingsway Care in Caringbar um, and they run um, a refuge and a few things in the Shire. So they're... Um, outreach we could kind of tap into that to reach people and then we just had people messaging and calling and walking in off the street saying hey I've lost my job can I have a loaf of bread and I'm like yeah sure um so I was gonna say what sort of people uh, like do that because I mean we've got a lot of proud people here in the Shire a lot of proud people yeah that were quite Um, resilient uh resilient but also resistant to the whole helping thing yeah a lot of their friends and family would come down or they would nominate them and then we did free deliveries for the first few weeks um and then we just said to people look there's no need to be proud right now. Just come down and pick up a meal, um, grab a couple of kids' meals, a box of cereal. Thoroughbred Bakery was on board with us and we're giving us 30, 40 loaves of sourdough a week. Um, Whimsy & Co Coffee, we're giving away free coffees to anyone who'd been stood down. Fruit and veg guys were seeking fresh, were giving us, you know, discounted and free produce to make meals and things. So everyone kind of got together and, yeah, it made a really big difference. I have, yeah. goose, I have goosebumps. I know. It's just so heartwarming and just generosity. I love it. Yeah. And so now you've got uh, Knuckleheads. Yep. And uh, you've got your place in Arncliffe. Tell, tell me about that. Ronnie's Bistro. Yep, that was another opportunity thing popped up and I was like oh let's do it as well at the same time as starting a cafe um it's good it's quiet it was just a a little family run club inside the Scots club we just took over the bistro um and that's just growing kind of quite slowly at the moment but yeah well we are really proud of you I have been watching you for the last 12 months and you have just completely grown and um it's amazing to see what you've been doing uh, with the with the community and and how you've been able to help us so much, um, you know, just for those people, especially during this particular time. And we've got Brooke coming in. He's actually um, the general manager of Kingsway Cares coming down for an interview yeah, this morning. Awesome. So um, we'll have you back to have a chat with yeah, him as we're well. We're having a day, you know, because our launch got cancelled yesterday due to COVID. We thought it was responsible to cancel. Um, but we're going to do a 
coffee day in a couple of weeks and all the proceeds for coffee goes to Kingsway Care. So you can come down and whatever money you want to pay, the 100% goes to Kingsway Care. That's um, $10 a coffee. Yeah, $100 a coffee. Yeah, per <laughs> That's sip. brilliant. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank stopping you. in. And we'll let you get back to the uh, the kitchen bit. Oh, I better and go back to bit. cooking. Yes. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. And that was Gracie Young. She owns A Plated Affair as well as Knuckleheads here in Kurawee. And that is where we are broadcasting live from this morning. Yes, we are. Yep. So I heard that there's some really good... Um, really yummy food out there was it um what was it jay some bacon egg rolls some other really delicious options so yeah so come down say hello to us we're in the back room here with this motorbike yeah uh, it's such an awesome <laughs> awesome really great space it's a great space for a studio yeah <laughs> Now, today we are focusing on how COVID has slowed some businesses down and we've found some owners scrambling in the last couple of months to pivot while others have been flat out and busier than ever, as you heard from Gracie. So we'd now like to welcome Sammy from Still With Sammy. Hi. Hey, Sammy. So Sammy's a coach transforming her client's mindset, empowering them by bringing stillness practices into their everyday life and offering her students online coaching, face-to-face weekly meditation classes, online courses, as well as private one-on-one stillness sessions. That all sounds fantastic. Yeah, thank you. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I look, I really love the idea of it as well. So tell us more about your business and why you started Still With Semi. Yeah, so really Still With Semi was founded probably out of my own life experiences and just a need to, you know, amidst the chaos of life, find those, you know, intentional moments of stillness. And um, my journey and what I've been through has led me to wanting to provide this to anyone and everyone um, that just needs to find that in their lives. Um, so a bit about my journey, I've gone through you know, um, nearly losing my son when he was 18 months old, um, you know, corporate job burnout, which basically, you know, left the office in a ball of flames and, and never went back, kind of that sort of thing. And, you know, in the last year losing my dad. So all of these kind of experiences have led me to um, providing my clients with these opportunities to be, be more mindful in their everyday life. Yeah, awesome. So I was, I was on your website and um, you say, I know it may seem like no one understands that you won't be able to find stillness in your life, but I promise you it's possible and I am living proof. So I thought that that was a really touching quote. And um, I think when you're doing a business and it's really genuine and it's like, you know, you've come from these experience and you just want to give and help I think the you know the services that you offer are just that much stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, you know, going through those experiences has taught me so much about myself and has also given me a way that I can connect with people. Um, you know, we're all going to go through something in life. And yeah, going through that just allows me to be able to, you know, help others at those times. You know, I refer to it as my bottom of the shower moment. And I mean literally on the bottom of the shower, not knowing how you're going to get through another day. Those moments that I've had in my life, um, being able to step into the shoes of being a coach and a guide for someone who's in that moment is just the most, you know, it's that's my purpose in life. That's how I live my life is knowing that I can help someone who's in that situation. Yeah, and I, I can really hear the passion in your voice. So that's, yeah, that's really great. So 
Tell us more about exactly what a stillness coach is and maybe some benefits if people are not sure, you know, what you're kind of offering. Yeah, sure. So when I talk about stillness, it's so much more than meditation. To me, it's been able to have that inner world that no matter what's going on in life, you've just got that inner world strength and stability and that place you can always turn to. Um, So I like to coach clients in finding that in a way that's unique for them. And it's really through um, things like mindset, empowerment, using the tool of meditation to really look within and find that inner place of peace and stillness. Yeah, cool. Um, So in terms of the services you offer, you're now doing online courses. Was that something that you had always done or was that something that you introduced because of COVID? Like did COVID affect your business in any way? Um, Yeah, so obviously face-to-face classes aren't... um, running at the moment they'll be starting in October Um, but yeah the online course as well I really wanted to offer that because a lot of people that are in that headspace where they are um, maybe mentally um, going through something they don't always have the physical energy to show up to a class to show up for something face to face but they need that support still and they want to be able to have that support from the comfort of their own home So that's why I offer a lot of the online coaching and online courses so that they can really have that safe place inside their home to be able to work with me, but they don't feel like they have to front up to a group environment if they're not not ready for that. Yeah, yeah, that all makes perfect sense. It could be a bit confronting, I guess, depending on what you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, if someone's coming to you, what do you have a general like, I guess, certain audience that usually would approach your business or is it quite broad? Um, I think, you know, I have a lot of, I guess it's probably two main categories. Um, one is probably just that burnt out, you know, corporate uh, person who's got the the height, basically where I was from, you know, has just got that job in the cities, running on a never ending treadmill. You're just trapped in this life that you feel like is never going to end. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot of people that are just flat out working and just feel like they don't have the time for stillness and I guess that's really where I come in is showing people that even though you are busy there is ways that you can find these just small moments in your day that will really really change your life and um, and then also I do a lot of work with mums who you know maybe through um, having children have lost their identity and just are looking to find a way back to themselves and you know as as parents we are so busy and, and running on our kids schedule most of the time so it's nice to be able to find that time um, for yourself as well so they're probably the two main areas but of course you know I, I'm open to you know I offer my services to anyone that needs me that's what it's all about to help people and be there for them. Yeah, that's so great. So in terms of someone coming to you, do you have different like packages or or services that you offer? Like, is there a breakdown of, you know, just a rough idea of what people? Yeah, sure. So they can obviously just drop into the weekly class. um, So they can do that. And that's just a half an hour meditation class. But if they want to work with me um, more in depth, I really tailor plans based on where the client's at. Um, You know, you might have a client who's just lost someone and gone through grief. And then you might have a client who really is just looking to work on that mindset empowerment piece. So it's really just I normally sit down with them, have that initial coaching, and then from that I tailor plans. Um, But if if they just want to reach out on my website, as I said, there's an online course. um, They can book in straight from there for coaching um, and we can do that you know, over the phone or. Yeah, great. And what was your, um, is it stillwithsemi.com.au, your website? Yeah, so stillwithsemi.com.au, you can jump on there and that's got all my services, um, prices, how to book in with me. Um, and then Instagram, you can find me um, at stillwithsemi as well. 
And I just want to ask, what is your one piece of advice for those busy mums out there to, to create or find the time? To yeah, spend so on I um, I've got two top tips that I would Good. say. Okay, give me yeah, two things. Yeah. <laughs> two things that uh, they sound so small, but they make such a huge difference, and it's something that I've incorporated into my life um, and shared with clients. The first thing is really simple. When you have your morning tea or coffee, have it outside in nature. I cannot tell you how much this just sets you up for a beautiful day, um, just getting outside fresh air. And then my second one would be, um, and this is really for those who are just flat out busy day, is when you wake up, think of that one thing that's going to be non-negotiable for you in that day. So a lot of our busyness, we can't control. We've got jobs, we've got to go to kids sport, we've got to do all these things. But then there's one thing in your day that can be non-negotiable. So that might be not taking work calls after seven o'clock. That might be not staying back after hours. It might be making sure you go for that five-minute walk or take your lunch break. So each day, just think, what is that one non-negotiable thing that you can commit to just in that day, just that one thing that will allow you that time and just to make you feel that you've got a little bit more control in your life if you can stick to that one thing each day. Now, I just want to also ask you, you said earlier about that toxic workplace. Yes. Um, <laughs> can you, can you, can we did a whole nother podcast on that. Yeah, I know. And, and we probably will because I think that's really important because sometimes you don't even know that it's happening because you're, it's sure. such your normal. Can you just sort of say like, you know, what are those red flags that you need to just sort of look for? before it gets to the stage where, you know, you literally walked out of the of the office and didn't come back? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when it, for me, it was like starting to get anxious going to work, that waking up and just that dread of like, oh God, I've got to go to work. And like, of course we all have bad days, but I think if you're waking up and your initial thought with work is around anxiety, stress, that is a Not huge Not wanting to speak flag. to people. Yeah, just, you know, like get out. <laughs> um, for me, I pushed through that for a couple of years. Like I got to the point where I was even... Um, you know, physically being sick in the morning before I went to work. Like that's how bad it got. And I would get on the train to the city. I'd have to get off at Hurstville to go to the bathroom because I was just so sick and anxious even going in there. For me, I let it go for too long. And I literally, as I said before, um, you know, I left the office literally with nothing, not even my personal effects. And I walked out and I never went back. So, you know, yeah, I think, um, yeah, if you're waking up and you're having those listen to your body because I feel like your body will give you those early signs before you even know it. As I said, anxious, stressed. Um, yeah. Anything like that is just not, not going to be good for you. So get out. (laughs) And and what did you do for yourself then to, in order to recover from that? Like what were some of the strategies that you used? Yeah. So I think for me, I really hit um, rock bottom. And at the time, a lot of my identity was kind of tied up in that job. You know, I'd done university degrees. I'd worked so hard to get there, got there and realized, you know, this is the you know, the money at the end of the rainbow kind of thing. Oh, my son's going to be so happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I had to really re- like define who I was. And a lot of that is what I do through what I coach people in doing. And that is looking internally, redefining your identity, finding that, you know, stillness through meditation and just really rebuilding myself from the ground up through um, using yeah, practices like meditation and journaling and, and things like that, which is what I coach my clients in doing. Yeah, and is exercise a big part as well? Do you yeah. think like moving and oh, connecting sure, with the community? Sure. I'm um, a massive ad- advocate for that. Even just a walk, it doesn't have to be going to the gym and lifting weights. Mm. It's literally just getting out in nature for five minutes. Just reconnecting with nature is so important as well, and that can really help lift um, your spirits. So. Yeah, definitely getting outside, um, exercising and definitely connecting, like connecting with others who are going through the same thing, 
and realizing you're not alone and I think sometimes like I know for me there's a lot of shame around you know leaving that environment universal issue that one like thinking I wasn't enough and I didn't succeed so um yeah connect with others and just know you're not alone and there's nothing there's no shame around it just reach out there is help there and yeah we're all in it together well, we know they can reach out to you. That's so absolutely nice. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm here, <laughs> and you're local. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sammy, for joining us and sharing your story and um, telling us about Still Sammy um, on the Being There podcast today. No worries. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Now, on the other extreme, our older generation has experienced a level of isolation, which has been extremely difficult. And yesterday I spoke with Stacey Tryon from Aging Well Sorted about how they can stay busy and connected because that's something that um, they need because they've got so much time. Please play the interview. Because it's, it's again, a change in life where Life is busy in your middle years, you know, your young years, you have the kids, the mortgage, the job, life is very busy and we're all thinking, oh, my gosh, when is this going to be over? But then suddenly the kids grow up, move out, we may, we may retire, and then there's a whole lot of time in the day and quiet that we're not prepared for. And whilst it's enjoyable initially, you know, a lot of people retire, they'll buy the hold in the caravan, they'll go all the way around Australia and have a great time, and they'll come home, and then what do they do for the next 25 years? I mean, some people are quite shocked by that. Um, and they're not prepared, not just for what they do day to day, but, you know, how they will fund the rest of their life, how they will spend it, um, how will they replace work, and um, you know, what you got from your working life, for example. So it's not just uh, trading your hours and expertise for for remuneration, but in what you many people get from their work is the social connections, the education. You know, you're still being sent on training courses. You're being engaged with other people and new ideas and technology, and we take that for granted. And once we leave work, we don't get trained on anything new anymore unless we take action. So suddenly the things that may have engaged us before don't exist. Um, The social connections aren't there. And it really depends on every individual to take action to participate again, but in a different way. So it's just a change in in how they operate from day to day. So it's a transition and, and it's not easy. And I don't think people can be ready from one day to the next. But the way I look at it is, okay, pretend I'm on my own, I don't have any friends or family around, how will I, how will I um, start the day? How will I enjoy the day? And, and start looking outwards in terms of services, what's in the community, what do some of my friends do, and really look at what I, what I like or what did I always want to, to learn. And, I mean, look what's happened with, um, if, if you look at any of the community centres now or what's happened even online through COVID, how many courses are available? How many free, free not, not just courses in terms of technology or using, you know, PowerPoint or Excel, but courses about life and philosophy and art. Um, and there's one that I really want to suggest to my own mother that's coming up at Cogra Community Services called Gardening of the Mind. And it's gardening, but in terms of resilience and um, a positive outlook and 
you know, ways to have tools to deal to deal with change or cope with difficult aspects of life. And, you know, we all need those um, coping mechanisms, but it's um, in a communal area with other people in the, in the area. So I think that's fantastic what they're doing, and it's free. I think there are two things that you should be looking to do. So some activities that will help you and enable you to um, make your life easier, whether it's ordering shopping online or using technology or, you know, paying for things uh, over the phone or online, but anything to make your life easy and to keep up with what's going on because unfortunately for some of us, Technology is moving fast and they're not replacing those services for the people that want to do it face-to-face anymore. So there are fantastic courses out there. So, um, And you know I've mentioned to you this um, company that I found based in San Francisco. It's a startup company and it's called Get Set Up. And it was set up in order to educate older people on technology. And they do fantastic courses and they're easy. And the, the beautiful thing about this is they have retrained retired educators. So if you're a school teacher or been in the corporate world, but you know is is very you know good at using technology, well they just train somebody else. So it's a real personal one-on-one experience. You make a friend from overseas, and, and I tried this. So. Um, I ended up being paired up with this uh, gentleman called Wade from North Carolina. Um, and, of course, for me it was late in the afternoon, evening. It was an 8pm session and it was early in the morning for him. And I had the best hour, not just him teaching me. And I got him to teach me more about Zoom. And I thought I was all over Zoom. I use it for university. It's pretty straightforward. But he went deeper into it and he helped me with all the settings and it was just such a pleasant conversation and we talked a little bit about life in the US and what's going on. Um, he's a retired IT uh, person that worked in the health administration system in the US and he has a doctorate of um, psychology, so he has a PhD. And it was just a really engaging, great hour. So I got a lot from it. And they lose mm. their um, confidence and they are just as capable as they were, you know, when they were 20, 30 and 40. It's just unfamiliar. You're not meant to know how to use technology. We weren't born. I just today, for example, community. I knew I was talking to you. I just looked up Sutherland Shire, the council, and I saw um, what, and I'm definitely going to this, what looks like a fantastic exhibition called the Art of Ageing Exhibition at Sutherland Library. So that's coming up um, soon. And it just shows one image, which is a photograph of a woman that could be in her 50, late 50s, 60s, 70s, I can't tell. But it's, it's a photo um, uh, exhibition and it's from the 28th of July to the 25th of September. So that is free. There's no booking required and it's at Sutherland Library. I think that would be a lovely thing to do. So there you go. I've just quickly looked up Sutherland Shire and what's happening and I put in this uh, search ageing because I just wanted to see if there was anything specific. And and then you can see what has been done over the years. So there have been different seminars that are happening. So there's always something through the council that, and if not, you can ring up and inquire what's coming up. 
So I, I for instance, with my mother, she lives in Kingsgrove, and I uh, looked up the Kingsgrove Community Services Centre and found that they did exercise, gentle exercise and chair yoga and they have morning teas and excursions. You know what? It was the best thing we've done because, you know, often she'd be at home saying, you know, no one's got time to visit me, but, you know, her children work, her grandchildren were at school or work. So it was hard for her, but she needn't be home wringing her hands wondering when she'll see people. There's so much to do in her community. So... She signed up. She needed to uh, register with My Aged Care in order to have access and she managed to do it herself. She rang the 1-800 number, she did it, and now she loves it. And there's a real social connection. And through COVID, they would ring her every week. They had to stop the exercise classes, obviously, but they they would ring every week and check in on her. And, you know, it's a social... um, activity that she enjoys and she knows she needs something she can go there and inquire so when there was no supply of goods you know during the COVID they would do these packages for their members so they would have rice and whatever else people needed it's a community center and 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 you make friends and then then they sometimes go on excursions and they'll go and see a play or some some theater Mm. in the city so this is something my mum wouldn't have done for herself, but just general gentle suggestion or if I could do the research and she really loves it now. For sure, for sure. Everyone has had to adapt and our older members are also great at adapting. And when you think about it, when COVID came about, it was found that a lot of the older generation were much better at adapting it than everybody else because they've been through lots of massive changes, whether it's wartime or recessions or they're used to that they've been through it they've overcome it so it wasn't a big blip for them it's the younger generation that couldn't cope (laughs) as we found out (laughs) they're still busy running around (laughs) they have the resilience and the coping mechanism down pat yeah so um they know that this too shall pass it they sure do and and there's a lot to be said about that um could be um sense of purpose, contribution to life. So in terms of contribution, yes, there's lots of volunteer organisations that are really well resourced from our old community, but you could contribute in so many other ways as well. There are mentor programs. Uh, you could be, you know, those the auntie programs or auntie and uncle type programs. Uh, there's people on YouTube that are doing their own YouTube videos that are contributing I think yeah, it's the confidence factor that's a bit of an issue, and I am, and I it resonates with me because when I stopped working to have babies, maternity leave, when I went back to work, I lost a lot of confidence, and there was no reason to. It's not like you went back on your education or you lost your experience, but something happens in that absence, and I mm. think the same thing for the older generation, that absence from the workplace or feeling productive or having kids to, you know, raise. Something happens with the confidence and it need not be. It's not real. It just feels like it, it's um, an issue. So I really want to perhaps just be involved in prompting people or showing them what they can do and just leading them to something to replace that they used to enjoy. Yeah, and I think everybody needs that person. So I want a Stacey in my life. 
Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll suggest something for you. You just let me know. <laughs> now tell us where we can find you and how we get in touch. Well, I've got um, a Facebook page called Aging Well Sorted. So I think that's the easiest place to see, you know, the sorts of things that I post. What I really um, try to offer people is going through this process called doing the My Aging Well Plan. And it, whilst it looks like a very administrative process where you go through, you tick off um, all the things you might need to look at, whether it's legal or living arrangements or financial, all of those community issues. Whilst it's a practical step that we go through, what comes out of it is what's the most valuable thing. And that's the conversation. And then we'll have a conversation or I might introduce a few ideas and then you'll go back and mention it to your sister or your friends and then they'll tell you what they know. And what happens is, or, or you'll tell your, your child, adult children and then the conversation starts. The, you know, you're planting some seeds, then you suddenly become aware of some things you should look at and it's an ongoing process from there. The next few years could be you just delving into new areas, putting in place steps for how you want to live your life for the rest of your years. And, um, yeah, it's a dynamic process. And, you know, you can update it again in a year or two years or five years. Yeah. And do you think that that opportunity to have those conversations um, is quite difficult for older people to have with their children? Like they just... So they might get older and not able to physically do some things, but they are in charge of how things are done for them or their well-being, mm. you know. So, yeah, look, we're all figuring out how that works, but um, but uh, that's why often it's good to have a third party in these conversations mm. that really just talks about the facts and gives the information and there's the emotion's not in there. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm there for. I, I'm that person in between that provides information and maybe some guidance and, um, yeah, help, helps people make some decisions. Yeah, well, you're certainly doing that. So I'd like to thank you for <laughs> talking to you about that today and hopefully we've helped um, some of our older generation out there to, to take some steps, take some action and, you know, get involved and stay connected to their community because it's really, really important. They, they should be. They're they should very be valuable amazing. to us. For sure. Like I want them to show us how it's done. I, mm. I intend to, but, I, you know, that's what I want. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Stace. <laughs> Thank you. And that was the beautiful Stacey Tryon from Aging Well Sorted. So if you've got any of your, um, you know, your parents that are looking to downsize or find some services to keep them busy and connected to their community, you can reach out to Stace through her Facebook page. Yeah, she has a lot of great articles on there that you can check out. And you did her artwork. I did Let's her just branding. say that. There yes, yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Now I'm just going to return to Sammy because we've had a couple of questions come through, and uh, we want to ask her a little bit more information. She is very intriguing. 
Okay, so Stacey is asking, have you come across helping people with ADHD who struggle to quiet all the thoughts in their mind? Hi, Stacey. Thank you for that question. Um, look, this is such a great question because um, it brings me to the point of, you know, finding that stillness in our mind doesn't always mean sitting down meditating. So in um, that case, what I would probably do with that client is I would find other ways to bring meditation into their life. So we, there's so many ways that we can it through uh, a moving meditation um, so there is so many ways um, based on the client um, that we can bring more stillness and also I just want to say too that um, it's okay if when you meditate or you're doing these practices if you can't completely still your mind it's okay it's one of the biggest myths out there yeah. so I want anyone that's <laughs> trying don't get put off by that but yeah no definitely in in that case if that was my client I would be looking at other strategies and ways that we can bring um, that stillness while potentially still moving the body or working through other ways instead of just you know sitting down it's probably mm. not going to be ideal so there's yeah, there's other ways that we can definitely do that we're good multitaskers aren't we absolutely uh, now we've had elise join us as well as mel um now i've just found out that elise <laughs> elise you've appeared on elise's podcast which released this wednesday can you tell me about that yes. Yeah, so Elise um, runs a podcast, so she's also from Sutherland Shire, she's based in Canala, and her podcast is The Mum Inspired, and she interviews all um, mums about their stories and their journeys, and basically um, also gives some tips and tricks about motherhood, so yeah, it's a really, really great podcast. If you're just looking for that connection in motherhood, which I think, you know, so many of us are, um, it's just, yeah, a, be a beautiful way to connect with others and hear other stories. Yeah, now I believe she has agreed to come on. Uh, this podcast yeah, very soon awesome. so hopefully when we get time. yeah when we get down to Cronulla we can uh, invite her in for a coffee and a bit of a chat because uh, sure. she sounds like an inspired mum that's for yeah, sure 100%. now we want to say hello to Jimbo and uh, oh we've got somebody here Owen and Katie Q as well are online this morning we are coming to you live from the Knuckleheads Cafe in Kirrawee this week and who have we got coming up we have Brooke from um, Kingsway Care. Yeah. Shall I do the intro, or do you actually let us let us ask him? Tell us about you, Brooke, and what's going on for you in Kingsway Care. Well, uh, firstly, uh, just just thank you for the opportunity to come and uh, yeah, just chat about what we're doing. Um, yeah. So my name is Brooke. I'm a father um, of five children, married to one wife. Um, <laughs> Oh. And uh, live in the Shire, been here for 20 years originally from Wagga Wagga, um, so from a country boy. So uh, one of the ideas we have, I've been trying to introduce to our organisation, is uh, trying to get a Flano Friday happening. Uh, so, <laughs> Can we please do that? Yeah, I think... I'm uh, a country girl too. I'm from Borowa, so I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so uh, trying to trying to bring the Flanos back into the city, so uh, that would be a great idea for a fundraiser, so... Um, Anyway, so uh, Kingsway Community, Kingsway Care uh, is a local organisation. It's a, a grassroots, I would say, an organisation. I think for us, um, really found traction in the last probably uh, five years. Um, but before that, we had a, a refuge which we've been running for, since 1992 um, uh, called Jacarina Cottage, which is a, a, a refuge for, for girls, 16 mm. to uh to, to 20 and uh and chris is in charge of that yeah chrissy yeah. yeah yeah so uh you know has some great partnerships 
uh, with Project Youth and some of the other local organisations, which is fantastic. Uh, so I suppose for us, uh, our main areas is around uh, homelessness, um, basically providing uh, housing uh, for people who are in crisis. Um, so our housing projects are basically looking at people that are either become homeless due to domestic violence or uh, financial hardships um, and those people. So crisis housing, basic crisis housing means anything up to three months and then uh, and then also uh, at Jacarina Cottage it's longer than that, up to 12 months. Can I just um, ask, how important yeah. is it that um, kids of that age have somewhere stable to live and, to, and for that support? Oh, it, it's critical, I think. Um, you know, I think... I think uh, we talk about emotional well-being. I think I think for them, you know, it's about having a safe environment so they can have a foundation to build their life upon. I think when people feel under stress or they feel like they're in a crisis, they're living in crisis. I think it's hard for them to focus on, you know, developing their, you know, education or, or developing their career or start to think about what life looks like, you know, beyond the here and now. So I think for us, it's all, all our projects are about trying, especially around homelessness, is about trying to give people a. a, a, a firm foundation so they can stand upon so and, and then wrap around services so they feel loved and cared for and supported so they can start to think about what life looks like when they're outside of a crisis environment. So, yeah, it's just absolutely critical. And, and they do an amazing job um, just celebrating the girls, uh, just loving them, caring for them, being generous towards them, making them feel like that this is their place, um, that life... I heard Christmas is pretty special yeah, in Christ- that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So celebrating milestones and birthdays and, and Christmas and all those trying to normalise, I suppose, life when you're not feeling like you're, you know, in, I suppose, uh, yeah, in crisis where, you know, there's conflict within the family or, you know, you haven't been able to see your parents or you don't have any parents that are around, you've lost contact with your parents. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why why people become homeless. But, um, yeah, it's absolutely critical. And I just wanted to ask you, one of them that we talk about with Sammy today was about self-worth. Yeah. And those strategies to build up their, you know, their, their vision of themselves, like what is it that they need um, yeah. to build up for it? So have you got some programs around that as well? Yeah, I, I suppose, um, yeah, I mean, we, we do a lot. We do, pro, I mean, as you said, the Milestones mm. programs that we do, we do, uh, you know, we get people to come into the house and actually run programs on, on um, you know, identity and self-worth and all those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, we have nights where people come in and, and just talk to the to the guests around. Yeah, so it's not just somewhere for them to stay and live. Yeah. Is it? It's really about building up who they're going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... I think when you change the way you think about yourself and the world, I think that's the foundation for, you know, how you move forward in life. And I think that, you know, we're, we're really trying to re-educate and, and help people understand that there are people of value, that they, they're actually, you know, humanity has a value, an intrinsic value in and of itself. And it doesn't matter where you've come from or what's happened to you, uh, you matter. And, you know, you get the right support around, you get the right people in your life then, you know, life can look very different. And um, so just, just you know, even, yeah, um, just providing environments of hope and, and purpose, you know, big things. So, you know, purpose around, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we do we do get people in to, to, to do sort of, you know, seminars and those kinds of things as they come up. So, yeah, life skills and living skills and that sort of stuff, yeah. So how did you first um, get involved in Kingsway Care? Like did you have, like where did that passion and drive come from? Um, to do this kind of work. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. pretty special what you're doing. It yeah. takes a certain kind of person to, you know, yeah. put in that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, I think, uh, I suppose intrinsically, I've always, you know, had a passion for people. I think especially people that are vulnerable and marginalised, um, even in my own family, you know, 
in uh, fostering and adopting and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it, it sort of comes from a personal thing. And I think that, I don't know, when you, I, I love the saying, is a saying that says, uh, you know, if you have the power to do good, you should, you know, and I think for me, it's like, you know, if I've got the opportunity and the power to make a difference, then I'll do it. Um, you know, that, uh, yeah, so it just comes out of that, I suppose. I mean, it, my faith obviously impacts on, on that as well. You know, I have a strong faith and, you know, I think, you know, love has to look like something. You can't say you love someone. You can't people and just sit on your, you know, and uh, do an nothing. An action word. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is an action word. <laughs> yeah. And it requires it requires commitment and sacrifice, and you know you, we can we can sit back and go, you know, it's not our problem, but potentially it is. And uh, you know, I think we need each other. So, yeah. So I suppose it just comes from from that place. Yeah. Now, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Kingsway Care that you've got? So Platform Nine is one of them as well. Yeah. So Platform Nine is a homelessness project that works with uh, women and women with children and men who have become homeless due to yeah domestic violence or. Financial. And have you seen an increase in the last couple of months? Yeah. Over what's going on with COVID? Um, it's interesting, actually, especially around domestic violence. One of the issues we've got at the moment is there's a lot more reports of domestic violence, but because, uh, so for victims, it's a very difficult time because uh, for perpetrators at the moment, what tends to happen because they're more present, it's really hard for the victims to actually find care plans and exit plans to get out of their environment. So we're hearing more reports of domestic violence, but it's actually, the services are actually, uh, you know, uh, actually quite empty at the moment, which is a little bit bizarre yeah. because they're not actually, you know, building that bridge, I suppose. So I, I just would say if anyone's, you know, in a, situa- in a situation where they're in a, in a um, you know, in domestic violence or in a situation of crisis or trauma, that they should reach out, that uh, there are services available for them. To, yeah, there's so to many steps support. you can take now, isn't there, even just to build that self-confidence to, yeah, yeah. to make the decision to leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? so homelessness is still it's still busy. I mean, in the last, I think I think the figures in the last five years, I think we've had over a 1,000 people come through our service in the Shire. So it's huge. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. So, we just don't have enough, do we? No, no. We don't have enough space. No, no. And... Um, yeah, so I mean, and I think I remember we did a sleep out last year, and I slept out in the in the Cronulla Mall, and I was there one night. One guy yelled out to me, he goes, "Oh, there's no no homelessness in the Sutherland Shire." I'm like, "Oh yeah, good on you, mate." <laughs> <laughs> so that was a funny uh, funny comment. So I think I think there's a lot of ignorance around homelessness in our area um, because homelessness can look like it doesn't always look like the rough sleeper on the sleep, you know, on the on the street. It can can well, look like a sleeper in the car as well. It's a sleeper it's, in the car, yeah. and it's it's basically on the couch. A, a person who has no home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who has no permanent place of residence. And so, you know, there's a lot of people that, that don't and when I mean, imagine living like that. You don't actually have a place to go where you feel like you can call home. Mm. I mean, it's tragic. And, you know, we take those things for, for granted. I mean, and that in itself affects so much of your self worth and your self image and, and oh. your value of yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a very lonely and isolating journey too because there's a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of, uh, you, know, you know, if we can humble ourselves and, and get to a point where we realise we actually need each other. We're actually in a community, you know, by definition we're actually better if we actually work together. So, yeah. Um, and it, it is a real skill to be able to ask for help and reach out. Like yeah, it is. Sometimes you, you've got to listen to that subtle language that people are talking about and then if you hear that, extend the offer yeah yeah well i think you're right i think i think listening for a start would be a good thing you know i think sometimes non-judgmental listening yeah 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 yeah, just taking the time to uh just hear people's stories yeah um you know i think everyone has a story and and so just listening to people's stories and hearing that so 
Um, now, I just wanted to ask you about the Southern Cross kids because yeah. I spoke to Avril this week. Yeah. Um, I thought she might have come down for a coffee, but yeah, she hasn't yeah. made it yet. So <laughs> tell me about Southern Cross kids. Yeah, so once again, it's a, uh, it's a kids club and a kids camp which has been set up in order to work with children that are uh, basically at risk. And so uh, primary age children that are at risk, so we sort of take them away. And so they have, for, for every every camper, there's always, there's one uh, buddy, we call it, and basically they get supported for that week. Um, so a lot of the kids that come to those camps are in foster care you know, in other kind of uh, contexts of vulnerability. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I want so. to send a shout-out to those foster parents. They are amazing, yeah, yeah, what they, they can are. do, yeah. how they can build such a strong connection with those yeah, kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it gives uh, it gives respite for those guys as well. And, um, yeah, I, I think once again just creating, um, you know, a hot house of love um, for these kids. And um, and just making them feel like they're, they're the best thing in the world, and they you know they're, they're heroes in our sight, and um, and that we just treat them like that. And I think that you know, I think even doing that, you know, one of the things that we do even in our service, we don't talk about clients, we talk about guests. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, because, isn't that lovely? Because it's our privilege, not theirs. Like yeah. when someone, it's like when someone comes into your home, they're a guest. When someone comes into our service, they're a guest. And so we treat them like a guest rather than ever. You know, I think to me they're not a problem to be solved but a person to be loved. And I think that we don't, you know, sometimes we think, oh, you know, it's my role to fix you. No, it's my role to create an environment where you actually feel like you have the, you feel empowered to be able to make a difference in your own life and we just put the support networks in place to make sure they do that. So we're, we're not rescuing anyone. We're just creating safe places for people and platforms for people to uh, grow and develop and, and, and find life again. So Yeah, human right. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. um, now you've got a great story to tell us about uh, your hero moment in Westfields. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a few years ago, it was two years ago actually, I think now, and the Westfield, uh, the local Westfield, they, they started a program where recognising local community people that were doing something, and so I was nominated and, yeah, yeah, got my name and uh, my photo up in Westfield for a few months, and so that was really embarrassing because uh, every time I walked past, it was like the full, you know, the full length of the shop that was just like there, so... Yeah. Oh, like a life-size image, was it? No, oh. like up on the hoardings. I remember uh, seeing them. Yeah, yeah. They were full-size. Yeah, uh, full-size. Um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, very. Is that in your garage now? No, no. It was the first <laughs> time I actually received, it, you know, one of those big checks. Oh, those, yeah. You know, the novelty so, one. Yeah, yeah, the novelty one. So that was exciting. So, uh, so you know, I've got some great supporters like Westfield and, um, yeah, shout-out to um, Club Central, uh, Tradies, um, you know, all those kind of um, – you know, Zonta Club, you know, there's so many yeah. local organisations that support us and work together, Dandelion, you know, um, all those guys, they all they do an amazing job to support us and, and working together because everyone plays their part, you know, which is great. Yeah, you've also got Menai Central and Club on East that are supporters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Big Sister Foundation, Curve it is. Yeah, so Curves are an amazing support to our, uh, to Jacarina Cottage specifically, so, uh, yeah, amazing, that's guys. St Vincent's de Paul, yeah. Tradies. Oh, but I'll trade his. Uh, Waratah Air Conditioning in Kuroi. Yeah. Got to send a special mention for them. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, they've moved now. They're in Karenbar, but yeah. Oh, well, they were in Kuroi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll claim them as our own. I had a question. If people are needing your kind of services, if they find themselves homeless or in their domestic violence situation, what's the avenue to get help? Like, I think a lot of people might not know where do I start? Like, where do, who do I call? Yeah. Do you have any insight on that? 
Um, probably the easiest way is if you just look up the homelessness hotline, mm-hmm. uh, which is on the net, you can get it on your phone. It's pretty easy. Homelessness hotline. Um, the other way people can do it is if they, um, we have a community shop in Denali, so people could walk into that sea change mm. um, op shop. And so, uh, once again, yeah, to me, our service provides food, clothing, and shelter. I mean, that's the yeah. kind of key things. I think every person, you know, I think every human deserves those things and, and, and should have those things. So, yeah, so yeah, they come into the shop, they can, uh, you, you're probably the best, especially around. Um, and homelessness is the homelessness hotline. Domestic violence probably is the domestic violence hotline as well. So they are the best places to, to find the services because not just ours, there's, there's a bunch of other services, um, as I said. So yeah. yeah, I love how on your website you've actually got there that if people do make a donation, you're actually telling them what that value is for yeah. people. Um, and one of them was for $50, it's like four nights of crisis accommodation and support for a man, woman, or a child in need. Yeah. Um, have you got some other values if you, uh, you know, what else that can create for you? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, I think because uh, we do things like um, obviously staffing and, and meals and all that kind of stuff. So we, we try to, I suppose the whole idea is that people want to know where their money's going. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, that that's the big idea. You can have a look at the web, website, kingswaycare.org.au. Um, and you can see, you know, where your money's going. It's going locally, which is the great thing about our service. Um, um, we're in the Georges River and Sutherland Shire area now, so um, and yeah, expanding every day. So. Yeah, so it helps to go towards the staff that when they're travelling. Yeah, um, yeah. Like half a tank of fuel is for fifty dollars. Like I think it might be a bit cheaper now. You might yeah. be able to give us a discount. Well, it all on that. depends on which day you go, but um, <laughs> and what service station you're at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, yeah, all those things are important. I mean, we've got a you know we we have our um, our staff taking our guests to appointments and uh, court. And, and just different things where, you know, um, you know, doctors and navigating all those things, psychologists. Mm. Well, we really appreciate you coming in this morning. We know it's early and you've had some uh, too bad. family commitments this morning, which were very good braiding hair, I believe, something was along that line. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I'm actually pretty good at that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> How many girls have you got? Uh, I've got um, three girls. Yeah, you'd be good boys. at it by now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you can find more information at kingswaycare.org.au. And, uh, yeah, we are here to support you. If there's anything that you need, um, we're out to spread the word. So, And you've got all those organisations um, that are being helped in the community as well. So yeah. thank you very much. Now, in order to make yourself feel a little bit better, you can also go down to Innocent Beauty in Kurawee. It is um, a full beauty and health salon that uses um, organic makeup and skincare. How good does that sound? I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we all probably need a little bit of a break. Okay, yep. So because it's Plastic Free July, we want to send a shout out to Sarah Jo from So Shire, who joined us last week at Cafe Y in Menai with information about the new green caffeine initiative, where it's a bit like a swap and go with your coffee cups. Yeah, that was an awesome initiative that they've set up with. Cafes can save tens of thousands of dollars on takeaway cups just and also increase their profit margins just by getting rid of the takeaway throwaway cup. Yeah, and there is some simple tips on their website, soshire.org. So you could swap out your bin liner for an environmentally friendly option, 
um, use B-wax wraps instead of plastic ones. So some really, some really good things, even just, you know, a stainless steel bottle, bottle instead of using plastic. Mm. Now, Sarah Jo is the driving force behind sustainable organisations of the Sutherland Shire and is an integral part of the Sutherland Shire Environment Centre. You can follow her on Instagram. She's got thousands of followers now and her videos go absolutely viral. She's part of a network of individuals and businesses that are all working together for a sustainable shire in the quest to protect our ocean and our environment. She's encouraging all cafes to do what they can, including ditching the plastic straws, cutlery, shopping bags and cups and finding alternative takeaway containers. You can find a list of suppliers on the So Shire website. Yes, so other initiatives include selling drinks in glass and aluminium, swap out plastic plants for real ones or using tablecloths made from natural fibres like linen, cotton and hemp. So um, I love that she's simply, you know, a do what you can kind of girl. She is definitely that. I'm sure she's listening this morning. So hello, Sarah, Joe. Now they're also in partnership with the Sea Shepherd Marine uh, Debris Campaign for microplastics in the ocean as well. So we want to do a little, we want to tell you a little bit about us now because we can... <laughs> now this week we want to tell you about the upcoming podcast release, the Empowerment Project podcast with Nicole Dargi. Um, so she's one of our mastermind students who launched her podcast in just under three months in spite of COVID. So um, this girl really is unstoppable and we do appreciate her coming on the show last week at Cafe Y to tell us about youth empowerment. Yeah, now in the next episode, Nicole interviews Dane Halatay from a former New Zealand and Australian rugby league player and a wellbeing coach for the NRL. Our episode's about men's mental health, wellbeing and fitness and it's due for release next Wednesday on Shire Pod or you can follow Nicole at the Empowerment Project podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Listen to her other podcasts and her interview with Pip in last week's Being There podcast as well. So here at Shiopod, we help uh, people and businesses create content and digital assets to build a strong online presence. So the Sutherland Shire podcast station is a hosting platform for podcasts. And as we have seen, there has become very popular and effective way to boost a business profile or personal brand. Yeah, now you can hear our first three episodes of the Sutherland Shire podcast station being their podcast on our platform at Shire Pod. And we want to tell you about some local business award finalists in the Kirawee area. Yep, so I've got Baked Patisserie, Care for Kids, Shire Kids, Sutherland Shire Auto Centre, um, We Future Leaders, Kane Vakari Hair Artistry, Leap Therapy Group, Sensational Smiles Dental Clinic, Kirawee Vet Hospital. That's our hospital. <laughs> uh, photography by Amy. David Firth, Quality Plumbing from, and, from Shy Women. Yeah, and we're going to shout out to Jules. Uh, she's from our Shy Women Networking Group that uh, hosts a monthly meeting. Uh, there's also Priority Plus Plumbing. And another Shy Women a member to Watson Tapsell Solicitors. And we shout out to Karamia. She's normally here on a Friday morning. Well, she was here the first week, wasn't she? <laughs> She'll come back. She, I know she'll come back. Now, the concept of buying local is very big. So we welcome you down to Knuckleheads for a coffee. You can hear that it's actually getting a little bit busy out there in the cafe at the moment with lots of uh, people dropping in to pick up their coffee. Well, I think we've nearly used up our whole hour. Actually, we might just bring in Brooke because we've got a little bit of a game that we like to play at the end of our podcast. Now, this is always a funnel game. It's called the five-second rule. I'm pretty sure you'd be up to that, making quick snap decisions. No, actually, I'm not. I'm... <laughs> you like to consider them, do you? Yeah. Okay. See how we go. This is your timer here. You get to hold that. And uh, when I ask you the question, 
You turn that over and you've got five seconds to answer. Right. Always a, a fun game. This is always fun because we get to find out what you really, really For like. People on the spot. It's like word association, isn't it? It's just like. Uh, close, but it's a bit more dangerous. Okay. All right. Here we go. Are you ready to use your timer? Because I'm not going to time it for you. Let's go. And <laughs> name three things that burn. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's my five seconds. Give right? it another go. <laughs> oh, you want me to do the same yeah. question? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. All right. Three activities that make you hungry. Um, walking, um, the fridge, um, and <laughs> dinner. <laughs> just walking past the fridge. That's right. Interesting, interesting. All right. So lies you would tell on a job interview. Um, that I'm really here for the organisation. Um, that I think you do great work in the community. And, um, yeah. Probably. <laughs> you are clearly just, not a seasoned liar. No, just, liar. just, That's yeah. it. just a suck up, you know. Yeah. 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 All right. Name three celebrities that go by only one name. Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> Brooke. Um, <laughs> You're taking your Pip. hero moment a bit, Clint. <laughs> All right. So things you wish could happen at the push of a button. Um, ideas. Uh, resources and fun. Love it. Awesome. Name three ways that the world could end. <laughs> Coronavirus. Um, <laughs> oh, were you there? I'll be there yet. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, actually. Um, okay, so things you should never leave unattended. Chocolate. <laughs> your kids. Chocolate yeah. around the kids? Chocolate around the kids. <laughs> and uh, your car keys. Okay. And name three reasons to take off your shirt. <laughs> um, Sorry. Swimming. These are the, these are the safe um, ones. Sex. And um, <laughs> am I meant to say you that? You don't have to take your shirt off for that. <laughs> it's optional. <laughs> oh, is that right? I, I didn't realise. For so long I've been thinking that's what you had to do. That was how I was trained. I was taught that way. That's the cue, is Oh, it? man. <laughs> oh, I missed the boat. Oh. oh, listen, I really appreciate you coming on and having a bit of a laugh with us today. I think we all need a bit of a chuckle. And I'd like to thank our guests, Sammy and Stacey, for uh, the earlier interview. Amanda, Jay, the team, we've been putting this together. We really appreciate you hanging right in there till the end. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We've had fun once again. Uh, thank you. It's been great. <laughs> It has been great. All right, so we're back next week and we are hanging out at the Howling Forest Cafe in Karela. So please head down there between 7 and 8 a.m. Uh, next week it's really exciting because we are actually doing a Women in Sports special and we have some awesome guests lined up, especially for Dylan to interview. Come down and actually do some live interviews. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be good for her. So uh, join us next week. Um, again, we are supported by the Local Business Awards. We want to tell you that even though the finalists have been announced, we're one of them. Kingsway Care is also one of them. You can uh, check it out and have a look at all the amazing businesses in the Sutherland Shire that are doing their bit uh, to make it a great community. 
So ShirePod is a local media production company creating podcasts that build personal brands for local personalities and businesses. We have loads of episodes to listen to. And don't forget to leave a comment and tell us what you thought. You've been listening to the Been There podcast.